everybody! Welcome to another episode of The Four-Legged Therapist. Very, very, very exciting today to say because we're going to be talking to Sophie Sperling. She is going to be on the line. We're going to be talking to her and putting your questions to her. So, yes, hello. Hello, hello. Caroline. Hello, Hi. Jenny. Just enjoying listening to you Just, go yeah, on. Yeah, you know. A little bit of a Becky ramble oh, for... We have got so much information for you regarding saddles, saddle fittings, the best things, pros, cons, highlights of careers. Uh, oh, God, I'm very excited to have you. Yeah, you'll learn yeah. a lot, I think, from this one today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll learn a lot. Not just you guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about what I'm going to learn. It's... Questions we've got for her and yeah. when can we get her up to Cumbria? <laughs> yeah. She, she doesn't really know what's in store for her, does she? No, We're just going to go bombard her with everything that we've got. She was. I did sort of send her a bit of a, a photo screenshot of some of the pre-questions just to get, just so she can set up <laughs> and, and know what we're going to be asking her. So, yeah. Well, with that, let, is, let us get her let's on the line and let's dive straight in. Right. Okay, it we're ringing, ringing her. Ringing, ringing. <laughs> Good morning, Sophie. How are you? Good morning. Hi, hello, Sophie. Hello, Sophie. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie has had a very, very early start this morning. What have you been up to, Soph? Um, I've got a maiden mare. So we were doing a heartbeat scan on her this morning. Um, so basically her 28-day scan oh, for insemination. So cool. I know, it's well cute. Yes, so she, she's all going well. Nice and strong heartbeat. Um, so I'm going to go back in three weeks. Um, we do like a, we don't have to, but we just because I want to be super sure because I've got a bit of a stress head. Um, we do kind of a 45 day scan as well, just to make sure everything's yeah. going well. So yeah, That's really so early cool. start. Is that is that a like in in the back door? Or is that through the belly? Like how is it? Uh, in the back door. Oh, in the back door. <laughs> well, you know, like as it. In, did she in, got inseminated or did you meet her did he meet her yeah. no 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 like the scan oh. like like how do you do, yeah, how no, is no, that no. done so the scan yeah so the scan is basically ultrasound through the back door yeah there we go way. ultrasound so through the yeah. scans. yeah yeah, <laughs> Jenny's, Jenny's looking well, at me like, what, oh my God. Yeah, here we go. What a Monday morning she had. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got, got to know these things. I didn't know I didn't know that. I feel like we should say, oh. well, very welcome to Sophie. We've said hello, but very, very welcome. Those of you who didn't listen last time. Shame and on are, you. Share, absolute shame <laughs> on you. Sophie is the most amazing saddle fitter. And we are super, 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 super grateful to have her joining us today Absolutely. with loads yeah. of questions that we've got to put to her. But we're just, she's just going to thank jump. goodness this is a uh, podcast because I'm bright red now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we like yeah. to embarrass. Yeah. As we say, politically. Politically, politically no, politely, politely controversial. controversial. We like to discuss everything, <laughs> pros, cons, good bits, bad bits, how it makes you feel. That's what we are. We're the four-legged therapists, so we're here to have understanding of everything, whether it be horsey, human, friends, family, and how it impacts you and how it can help you or how it can't help you, yep. and help other people. So anybody that's listening, is there any advice we can give? So um, we just tend to ramble on, really. Yeah, we do. We like <laughs> to ramble. Yeah. So, Sophie. So, Sophie, I have known you for forever. <laughs> yes. Forever. So what? Twelve <laughs> years old? Ten years old? Something like uh, that. I actually, yeah, I've known you. I've known you since I was basically twelve. Twelve. Yeah. She's been through everything with me. Seamus coming off the box like an absolute idiot. Seamus being naughty. Me putting Sophie on Seamus whilst being naughty. <laughs> 
<laughs> thanks for doing it. Thanks for doing that. I feel like I was being naughty and chased with lunge whip, actually. I feel like I may have affected your choices in horses that you have bought as you've got older. I actually feel very grateful for you for that, Sophie, because I now feel like I've got on something that is perfect. Yeah. Because you and Jenna put all the hard work in and I just get on and he... I can't see him like that. I just can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine that he was ever naughty at all. Yeah. Honestly, he (laughs) had food aggression. So I actually, at one point, nearly killed Jenny. He proper lunged and tried to attack us and I pushed her in front of the way, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah, he, I've no. literally led I've led Jenny out where he literally would just rear in, in a car park. I think she actually sat on her own car I and did. smashed the light. I did. Yeah. Um <gasps> I've nannied on a three year old because he was actually worse than the three year old. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. Let's change the subject now, so if I feel like yeah. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have brought oh, that up. Bless his heart. This is yeah. funny. Talking about food aggression though. Sophie, have you seen the video that I posted of Seamus chasing my dog away from his breakfast? <laughs> it's so funny because dino moves ridiculously quickly and you can just see seamus going get away from my food you little cretin (laughs) (laughs) well on to saddles and saddle fitting this is where i was going this is where we were going yeah i've known sophie for so long i worked at a saddler's tack shop and as Sophie got older and needed to have a job as her parents made her, so she had to pay for her own crazy horses. <laughs> we, um, yeah. You joined where we were working and you weren't very old, were you? And when they actually asked no, you so if you I, that was my to be first, a fitter. Yeah, first, first official job, basically, at 18. Obviously, done all the cash and hand jobs, weekend work, as you do. Um, that was my first official job. Um, I interviewed for a shop assistant, and I basically said in my interview, um, as it was obviously a saddler's, somehow I want to get into saddles, um, saddle fitting. So if this is where I have to start, this is where I'm going to start. Um, you know, basically put it through that very first interview that I, I want to do saddles, um, and I'm prepared to, you know, work up to that, just whatever I can do, let me in at Saddles, really. And that was where I started. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a very determined yeah. individual. And, and, now, and now you are within touching distance of, of being given the title that you deserve. Yeah, we got told yeah, off for announcing it. But <laughs> yeah. Because it's not yeah, there yeah. yet. But... <laughs> not, not, but within yeah, so, touching, uh, within but touching you distance. Basically, you have to be qualified for so many years. Um, obviously, have a good rapport, client base, um, minimum amount of stock, um, and obviously, hopefully, be doing your job well. And yeah, so we're basically, I'm going for my master saddle fitters. Um, so I have to obviously get... Um, fitters actually have to also recommend me and refer me and then I have to get in contact with a lot of clients uh, to be picked at random by the society to basically say hopefully I do my job well um, and then hopefully be given that title going forward it's just another thing that I wanted to do so I could just better myself so you know the next level up really Um, so just working towards that I had no idea. I had, yeah. That intense. That intense. Oh my God. I have sat there through Sophie's tears, and I mean tears, and trying to set up her business (laughs) and finding the right van and not eating and being exhausted and calling in for a brew because she's not had anything on the way back from work and how she had to fit her horses in, how she managed to fit my saddles. (laughs) (laughs) At nine o'clock at night in the dark. (laughs) That's amazing. I, I can't believe there are many people out there in the equestrian world, who actually realise the work that goes into becoming a master saddle fitter. Mm. 
and how no, hard you've so got. I think, yeah, out of the therapies, um, so obviously out of all the professionals, so therapists, you know, farriers, vets, um, every other kind of therapy, treatment, rehabilitation, and you know, you name it. Um, I think saddle fitters have got it really tough. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, the first thing they blame is saddle. Um, you know, we have, you know, outside views as well. So, you know, a lot of vets will comment on saddle fit. Um, a lot of physios will comment on saddle fit. You know, the, the yard trainer, the yard owner, you, you name it. Basically, they have an opinion on saddles. And, you know, are they qualified to have that opinion is kind of where we come from. Um, absolutely, we recommend, you know, talking and working with us as a team. We basically say, I think, obviously, Jenny's mentioned it to me. She wants to go and do the introductory course as well. So she has a better understanding and knowledge of it. You know, we absolutely... Um, respect people for joining that and we kind of push them to join it so they have a bit more of an understanding but the first thing people will always blame you know if something goes wrong saddle um and it, and it isn't you know put it into really easy perspective you know if a horse has got a left hind um lameness for example that horse is not pushing equally from behind it is not a level horse you come along and put a level object hope well hopefully the saddle's level um, <laughs> on that it is going to slip um but that's the saddle's fault it, you know you have to look at the picture as a whole um you know we have wonky horses wonky riders wonky saddles so we have to kind of we, we have to do a broad spectrum knowledge of everything and then work actually what is the cause of it so the first thing that gets you know slated basically as a saddle the horse changes behavior rather than look at why has the horse changed behavior oh saddle yes it could absolutely be saddle sometimes it is sometimes it isn't but you know it's always slate the saddle before let's look at this picture as a whole um and see what's changed um and go from there really so it, it is a really hard job in that sense so you are essentially not just the saddle fitter you are the eyes of every equine therapy to go it could be this it might be that i actually had a conversation with someone yesterday who did exactly what you just said sophie they had someone else in doing something a bit fitting actually and the horse is very very sensitive in its mouth was overreacting to the bit and constantly said that doesn't make the horse do that it's the saddle it's the saddle it's the saddle until she turned around and said the saddle's been fit it's completely fine my horse is overly sensitive in front so do you find sometimes... Sorry, that, Mia's, um... Mia's decided to join the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mia. <laughs> do you find sometimes that bad bridles, ill-fitting bits and things like that can affect the way the horse moves with the saddle? And yeah, God, so many things. Isn't so I can't many even things. word it. It's... I know yeah, what you mean, though. absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm one that I always come in open-minded and I will, you know... I, I will never slate another professional because at the end of the day, I'm not an expert in their area and vice versa. So I will always pick up the phone and I try and do it as a, as a team effort because I think you want to get the best outcome of um, for horse and rider. And I, it's a performance, isn't it? Um, the best thing we can do is work as a team. So if I think for, you know, the horse isn't quite moving correctly or pushing equally, um, when I'm watching the horse move or trot it up or under saddle, you know, I can ask the question, when was the horse last shot? Now we all know if that horse is at the end of its shoeing cycle and it's due next week, that would be a very different horse a week later yeah. once it's shot. So I'm not going to be going, oh my God, your farrier's doing an awful job. Look at this. It's so long. <laughs> 
Oh, Seamus was a prime oh, example okay. of that, wasn't he? As soon as it hit, you like, know, two days before the five weeks, he was chronically lame. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, so I, I'll say, all oh, right, OK, so I, I can see today this is happening. Let's obviously address that, uh, get the horse shod, and then let's readdress it yeah. once done, you know. I can always pick up the phone and speak to that person. And I think it's, are they willing to, to work with you as well? Physio is absolutely fantastic when you work together as a team. You get such a good rapport with each other. You know, I, I, they can see the horse um, before me, feedback to me. Um, I can go in and say, yep, absolutely agree with you. This, this and this was wrong with the saddle, which would make sense as to what your findings were. Um, and on that note, oh, sorry, just to say, um, people ask all the time, which way round, get your horses back treated first or the saddle done first? So out of curiosity, which way round would you guys have it done? Jenny, I've already told you, so you can't give a wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, well, tested. I'm going to go first because I think Caroline's probably got a better idea. I genuinely would have no idea. I would be absolutely clueless. Okay. I know that I need this and I know that I need that. But it's like chicken or egg for me. Like, I don't know. I, I rely on you guys to tell me what <laughs> I need about. to do and what, <laughs> and what order I need to do this it in. This is sports therapist. This is when I go, Caroline, oh my God, tell me what I need to do. Or Jenny, ring Sophie, tell me what I need to do. And just rely on the team of people around me to hope that someone points me in the right direction. Well, if I get this wrong now, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's, inter it's interesting. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, like you two together, like what your opinions are. Yeah. Well, from my perspective, what I'd, I'd look at really is what I'd look at the back first, just to see sometimes if you've got like an ill-fitting saddle, you can kind of see the areas where it is for a start. But generally, I'd get the back sorted before you attempt to put a saddle on because that could completely change the posture, the way of going. So that's personally what I would kind of look at. Yeah, so from, from my point of view, I completely agree. Um, obviously, after a, even just a session, the horse's back, like I say, posture, everything will completely change. So from a saddle fitting point of view, we want the back to be as correct as possible when we're fitting the saddle. Yeah. Because after... After base, uh, after the treatment, basically, we want to work with the back as correctly as possible, um, and then we're hopefully putting you know the saddle on basically as good as back can be. Any issues, any spasms, um, things like that, have basically been worked through, uh, and then we can yeah saddle fit. Yeah, that's really interesting because from a coach's point of view, I see a lot of people with badly fitting saddles or incorrectly moving horses. Caroline, although there is a few this week that I have. Uh, Passed on details and yeah. said, "Look, I really, I really feel like this is where I should go. Insert the picture of that little pony that how it no. was even going, but that as a, as a joke. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it, it was that bad. No. We can't even do it. Yeah, <laughs> it was that bad. Um, so yeah, I see a lot of horses that they don't move correctly, or they're in different types of saddle. So I can I put them forward to Caroline to go and sort of work on their. Mm. Actually, you've had a lovely one, haven't you? For um, Oh, oh what wow. a babe. What a difference. He's a sweetheart, really. Lovely to treat. So, Siri, they, she has had you and then has had Ruth Clark out, saddle fitter, and the difference. Oh, my God. The, she's winning everything. She's gone from a horse that wouldn't it's even canter so to a horse that he's just like, oh, he's, he's just... Bossing it. Oh, he's he? bossing Absolutely it. Absolutely bossing it. And just that small thing. So... I'd like, well, she's actually changed to a jump saddle as well because she's doing a lot of jumping, which leads on a little bit to mm. different types of saddles for different types of work. We see a yeah. lot of work in hunter saddles up here because they do a lot of showing. But from a 
coach's point of view, I don't think they help the rider with balance over a fence whilst they're learning to jump. From a saddle pointers, saddle pointers, a saddle, saddle fitters point of view, how do they change in structure and fit to help the horse move? So and... Your your working your working hunter is basically a minimalistic saddle, so that saddle is designed to basically not be seen for the showing world. So it is literally really really straight cut to promote the horse's shoulder. So you can see as much of the horse as possible. And in theory, they have as much action and freedom of movement through the shoulder. Um, obviously, from a rider's point of view, again, because they're so minimal, they, as you say, don't really offer any support. Um, most show riders, if they're at any decent level, will admit that those saddles are used in the ring only. So at home, they have completely different saddles that fit the horse better. A lot of the kind of show saddles as well, how well do they fit? Again, they're really only used in the show ring. So, yeah, they are designed to kind of be seen, um, not seen, basically. That's interesting, Um, actually, when you say that they're only used in the ring, because from a photographer's point of view, I was actually doing some work in Hunter this weekend. and the Connemara show. The Northern Northern Connie Breed show. And the amount of working hunter saddles and the people in the working hunter saddles, you just see the problem they're going as they're going over the jumps, like the posture's not there. Literally, so from a rider point of view, they can't get the stirrup short enough. No, so, they can't. The stirrups um, are all really long. Amen. Yeah, so <laughs> you'll probably yeah. So you probably find that the rider loses their lower leg because they're in a slightly longer um like basically longer leg position so again while they're flatting absolutely fantastic as they go over a fence they lose their security in the saddle the lower leg normally swings back um and again does really no favors to the rider um but again that's that's that discipline isn't it so yeah. then you go on to you know a show jump saddle or in you know venting when they where they're jumping you've got the shorter flap forward cut um different positions knee roll you're increasing the angle of the rider's lower leg so again you've got to have something in, fo- in front of them to basically um give them security the seats obviously are a lot shallower tend yeah. to be square off canto yeah i've um, just pulled again, up a picture sophie of one for, for, for <laughs> but it's basically a picture of exactly exactly what you're, what you're saying <laughs> yeah um, so again, um, those saddles are designed for the rider to stay in balance over a fence. As they come down off the fence, they're not so deep that then they catch the you know the yeah. back of the canter and then they get catapulted the other side. Um, for you, obviously, you like your eventing. If you're coming down a nice big drop and you've got a nice big canter at the back or a really deep seat, you are literally going to hit the back of it and get catapulted. You're not landing that fence, basically. I remember when you did that for me. I had one that did that. And you were like, Jenny, there is no way you can keep eventing in this saddle. (laughs) You are going to have to find... That was your bait. Was that the bait? That was your bait. And we realised that Seamus liked to jump things quite large and quite fast and come down steps in a uh, non-economical way. (laughs) Yeah, jump off the top. Yeah. Leap a (laughs) You were like, you can't... Why, if the working hunter saddle is so useless, <laughs> like... Why I, is it so popular? Why is it so popular? Okay, so I get that they want to show it off when they're doing the showing part. But seriously, comes, for safety... tradition, I think. Tradition, I think yes, a really yes. traditional saddle. Tradition. And it comes down to that sport knows no differently. Um, and again, as I say, on, on the flat, they do their job, don't they? So yeah. they're not really seen. They're very minimalistic. They are really showing the, the horse off. You know, we're not there to show the rider or the saddle off, are we? So I think it comes down to really traditional. Um, 
but again, things are coming forward. So the more modern um, versions of these working hunters, um, again, have a little bit more knee roll, have a little bit more seat. Um, they have come on, but yeah. you look at a really old school traditional, yeah, there's, there's not a little Some bit. Some of the black tree ones are quite nice. They've got a bit more knee roll. But I want to yeah. sort of go on from that. You mentioned a little bit of um, how the saddle supports the rider. The importance of, a, I've said to a few people before, because I've learned this from you, the importance of the saddle not only fitting the horse, but fitting the rider. How how does that affect the way of going, your balance, horse's balance and things like that? Absolutely, massively. So if you want to be able to perform yourself as a rider, you need to be in a saddle that fits you. Um, any qualified saddle fitter will basically preach this. This saddle has got to fit horse and rider equally as well um when you have a slightly more complicated horse to fit um that's when sometimes like it might be a budget related issue mm -hmm. so um you know we can always do a kind of a better fit we can get a really strive for, for perfection um but sometimes it's a little bit budget related um if you've got a really difficult shape and your budget you know isn't great that's when we'll struggle to fit the both um you know it's not that we're necessarily upselling we're trying to give you the best yeah the best fit basically so, so on a budget to perform yeah on on a budget what what would be the best thing you could go for if you are if it literally is i i need a saddle but the budget's not going to yeah. stretch to more than like a few hundred pounds for people out there who are there's going to be what, loads 500, of people 800 well that i think 800 that I, is quite all right i think 800 is a good a good budget like I think, it, again, it comes down to what you're expecting. You know, you mm -hmm. can get a decent quality synthetic now for, you know, the 600 mark. And that could fit very well if fitted correctly. It's always within reason, especially these changeable saddles. People go, oh, we'll, we'll fit everything wrong. That tree has got to fit that horse. That panel has to fit that horse. Then, yes, within reason, we can adjust it. Mm -hmm. um, but again, we, for example, it's over budget. But, you know, brand new, it might be 1800 You could find that saddle for, you know, £950. So it might then be within budget, but mm -hmm. secondhand. There might have to be work to be done on the saddle by a fitter. So, you know, flocking, uh, gullet changes, a tree alteration. Um, but then that could be the best fit. I think, again, it's working with your, your fitter um, and being really realistic and open-minded. Um, sometimes as a fitter, we have to walk away because we can't do that. You know, we can't fit within your budget and do it correctly. Mm -hmm. I would much rather be very honest with a client and say, unfortunately, I can't fit you today because of. I can then obviously recommend what would. Um, and again, not because we're trying to push a sale, purely because we're trying to fit the horse correctly. We don't want to leave that appointment having flogged, you know, a, a 450 pound saddle second hand but it not fitting you're going to have problems i would much rather say look this isn't going to work this will and you know we'll, we'll address that at a later date it's just again all about being honest and transparent really yeah, with like with that in mind though so say sometimes you've got you've got your horse you need a saddle for it but you can't quite meet that budget but you've got a yeah. saddle that's that's okay you know it'll do yeah what actual damage could that that cause so again, we would recommend their short-term solution. So we might use a padding arrangement and we would basically say that as a short-term solution. Mm -hmm. So we would say, 
you know, we need to get someone like yourself, Caroline, we need to get her out more regularly to make sure we monitor that back. So short term solution, we are going to say put a front riser in, we're going to do the homework, we're going to do the rehabilitation, we're going to get that horse's top line up um, and improve posture way of going. We're going to get Caroline to treat every six weeks and I'm going to come and do a saddle check every 10 or eight, you know, eight weeks. And then we might find that actually that saddle in that, you know, those couple of months might then work really well because we've actually improved the horse. We also might find that that horse is no longer going to work with that saddle. However, because we've worked with another professional, we've kept that horse's back good and we've monitored the saddle and that has allowed the client the time to actually save up Mm. for another saddle. So I think it's, again, being realistic and working as a, you know, this is a work in progress, basically. So as a short-term solution, Mm. we're going to use this padding arrangement. We're going to book the back person in for this many weeks because we all know it takes a minimum really six to eight weeks to really notice a difference in a horse's back Mm. it's going to happen in two with the best will in the world you might start to notice a a changing way of going but you're not really going to see a dramatic change too much um but if someone sorry to interrupt there sophie but like if if someone's got a horse and they've got a saddle they haven't got a saddle fitter they haven't got a caroline They've literally, <laughs> they've literally got a horse and a saddle. They don't know yep. that it doesn't fit because oh. they've never been yep. shown that it doesn't fit, but it fits badly. Over the course of, say, three months, yep. this badly fitting saddle on this horse that doesn't have any outside therapies, what is the damage then? Because the saddle doesn't fit the horse, it doesn't fit the rider, but the horse is being continuously worked in it. What are those... What are the risks that are posed to the horse by doing that? Absolutely huge. So it's not just even just the horse, it could actually be to the rider as well. So um, obviously without knowing what, like why that saddle wasn't fitting, obviously they have different... Um, so Okay, so scenario is, type, it's, um, scenario is it's, it's far too wide. It's got, okay. ze- it's got zero padding. It's literally just been down at the front down at the the front up at the back (laughs) yep okay so with that one as a really basic broad spectrum so it could be in contact with the weather firstly so we could now basically cause an open sore because it's now putting pressure onto the weather so we can now have an open sore open wound as as a minimum if it's not not got any clearance now by sitting down too wide that is also putting pressure through the points of the saddle so that's into behind the scapula or, or the shoulder so they're going to become sore and restricted here you're also going to be causing soreness of the weather now again it's too wide that saddle is going to be basically moving left and right all the time because it's putting pressure down and side to side so we've now got already sore, sh- sore shoulders sore with a potential open sore um we've also got the pull and the downwards of the girth now that saddle is also moving left and right again isn't it because it's too wide we're now going to get a really really sore horse in the girth area um which will then transpire into their pecs now we're going into the back of the saddle. That's got a repetitive bounce because the saddle's too wide. We've now basically got bruising um, and fascia damage of the skin, and we're now going to transpire into the lumbar region of the horse. <laughs> now the horse, now the horse is tight through that lumbar region. That's going back into basically your SI joint. So that SI joint is now fixed. It's not mobile. That horse has got no swing coming through. Because of that, they're now hollowing, so they're dropping the back even more. And this is before we then go back even more onto everything else so you've got to think this horse has got a motor it's that continual circle um 
So this and horse is now really uncomfortable. You walk to it with a yeah. saddle, it yeah. sticks its ears back, you put the saddle on, it's like it rears up at you. You think it's being naughty. You think it's being naughty. This is yeah. a horrendous horse. We're going to send it to somebody to be, but you've all, inverted again, commas, just... like... Mm. It's really Broken. interesting you say all that, Sophie, because I hear a lot of people saying, oh, it's better to be <clears> wide, to allow the freedom through the shoulder, to allow the horse to grow. If it's too tight, it restricts the horse. I think it's also within, I think it always comes to within reason, doesn't it? So if a, a functional bit wide, yes, we could use a padding arrangement. And as I mm. said, work on the horse in the top line. Yeah. Why is the horse not coming up through the back? Has, is it restricting an area? Has it got tightness? Or is it actually due to saddle fit? Yeah. Um, and also, does that saddle fit the rider? Is that rider able to sit into the centre of the seat? Um, when we clients tested, it has actually been proven from pressure mapping, the saddle is better to be fractionally too tight than it is too wide. Mm, so, again, you know, when we go, we do a lot, obviously, with central biomechanics. Um, so, Russell, Mark Fisher, they, they do a lot of work on this. Um, and obviously, we then feed it back to as fitters um not to say we ever try and fit a saddle too tight but obviously just through, <laughs> I, like, I can vouch for that she thing. always fits the saddle perfect <laughs> <laughs> well. so you've uh, do you know what this is how good she is we have a load of questions here and even without us asking all the questions i think have we covered most I think of that them? would be quite a good one. Oh, yeah. This was asked on the Instagram uh, yeah. story. How do you know if your saddle fits? Have you got any sort of simple checks for us to all go back and go, hmm? So to actually be able to call you out, if you go back, if someone looks at their saddle and goes, oh my God, those three things are horrendous. I need to get someone out. Do you know, it's really simple. I think the best thing you could possibly do is actually... Put your saddle on with no pads, girth that saddle up and take a step back. Hopefully that horse is on the land and square, obviously. Um, but we basically just take a step back and have a look at that balance. So does the saddle with, with it girthed up, is that pulling down? Is the head really collapsing down? You know, is the head really, really high of that saddle? Therefore, it's putting all the weight into the back. Just so to let you is all know, really... the head is the pommel, guys, the front of the saddle. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a um it, it's really easy as as simple as how does that look? Does that just sit on the horse and look like it balances? Um if it doesn't or there's gaps in areas that's not in complete contact, so you know you girth this up and you've got daylight between the back of it, that's really not fitting, it's quite an obvious. Um if it's again girthed up and it's sitting ridiculously high, um then again that's quite a simple way. Um without going through with someone I, again it's really hard to do it kind of as a over the phone because we can't feel we can't see yeah but that would be a really basic way of doing it is take all the pads all the fluffy all the pretty things off <laughs> um, and just literally girth the saddle up um and just look at it and then you know silly things like how much clearance do we have of that spine how much clearance do we have of that wither you know where's that girth sitting in relation to that horse's girth groove um, these are all signs we look for as just a basic aesthetic brilliant. looking at yeah brilliant but what you just said then it, you know, it did make me giggle take all the pretty things off i am so yeah. guilty of that sure like are. putting something <laughs> on because it's so pretty and not actually yeah. thinking does it fit what or is it, it just Don't really worry, pretty? Sophie, she is with me as well. And yeah. I have said now you are not riding in that saddle. It does not fit my horse. And I know you've bought that new num num, but it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> so uh, we, we actually had this conversation. We were out because of uh, you, you told Jenny and I took this on board 
that the um, oh someone's playing the piano in the other room. Uh, that that a sheep a sheepskin is the best thing for absorbing impact. Yeah, so again, coming back to kind of the pressure mapping, um, we, again, saddle fitters, we do CPD, so we do continual learning. So we have to basically get so many hours a year um, to keep our uh, qualification. So I do a lot, um, obviously, of online courses. I'm always learning. But again, coming back to just pressure mapping, they tested um, gel, um, foam risers, sheepskin, um, various others, actually the best qualities for the shock absorbing was sheepskin. Um, so actually a good old fashioned traditional. Um, as we know, wool has um, antibacterial properties as well. It wicks sweat away. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I actually work with a lot of horses, um, not always, but a lot of thoroughbreds that have really thin, sensitive skin and they <laughs> love sheepskin. Tissue paper skin. Um, so, you know, how we work with that is we fit the saddle with that pad. It's, again, really being honest with your client and asking a silly question. What do you intend to use under this saddle? If they turn around and say, I want this pretty saddle cloth underneath my saddle, then we will absolutely do our best fit with it if it's going to work. If it's uh, this is just not suitable, obviously that is our job to say, don't use this. Um, but, with you know, some horses want want a, a sheepskin um some people want to fit with a half pad that is absolutely fine as long as we fit with that on the day yeah so sheepskin wool what about yeah. fake fake sheepskin um synthetic. synthetic that's the word uh, yeah. synthetic how do they find because i mean and this is only personal i've just found that horses tend to sweat and don't breathe as much with a synthetic as they do with the original wool yeah. ones that we've bought after yeah, your so advice. Yeah, so the synthetic fibres, basically, they, they obviously, it's friction, so they actually will heat up more. So you do end up with excessive heat under the sandal in, with, with that sort of um, fake uh, synthetic sheepskin. Um, you'll also probably notice that it starts off really nice and full and fluffy and lovely, and within a week it's flat and squashed. Um, so again, <laughs> squishy. It's, it's, yeah, so it's, it's just, again, it's coming back to the quality. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people would go, well, that full, you know, wool sheepskin um, pads over £100, that's absolutely extortionately priced. Whereas this, this one, oh, it says it's, you know, synthetic but that's only 30 pounds um you're paying for that for a reason is it's the quality um and that is going to last so much longer um and then it has so many other positive properties not to say every horse needs to be fit with that but no, some of yeah, them do yeah, yeah. i think that's a good point to say actually when you are paying for um any any therapy and yeah. anything that's for your horse if you're paying for a saddle fitter if you're paying for a, a, a body worker if you're paying for a coach photographer a photographer when you actually pay for someone who's qualified and who knows what they're doing and you are giving the best to your horse, not necessarily photography, because I'm not going to reduce bet fees, but all of those like <laughs> complementary therapies, it it, <laughs> yeah, all those complementary therapies are actually going to hopefully, in my opinion, give your horse a better lease of life. And then hopefully you're not going to need to be spending thousands down the line on vet fees when things go wrong. You do improve my mental health because you help me. I think it will reduce costs because I think long term, if you keep regular, therefore there is less work to be done on the saddles. Um, The body work has a regular treatment. Again, you you know that's coming up. You can budget for it. And because it's regularly done, they don't need an excessive amount of them. Um, I think if you leave it long, long term, 
Um, and then all of a sudden you've got this adult fitter in and like you say, I've now got to do more work. I've got to charge for that. It's going to be more expensive. Um, that body work coming in, oh, I haven't seen you for 18 months. I've, I've kind of forgotten my appointments. They're probably going to have to see your horse in three successions over six weeks, every two weeks to get it back to where it needs to go for having the next three months treatment. Well, oh, worse, worse experience case. that I didn't have a yeah. master or a qualified yeah. saddle fitter <laughs> it came on because sophie doesn't live in cumbria <laughs> even though i will we did try yeah. to somehow get her up here we're gonna we club together sophie so and get you to come and see everyone's <laughs> um, horse but it came from yeah. um someone put the name forwards with a good reputation been yeah uh, well poor sophie had the longest voice message of her life from me of being yeah won't go any further by... but i still tried to convince sophie to come to cumbria <laughs> yeah because it wasn't it wasn't what we expected was it no and it is having a correctly qualified person i mean sophie said she's how many years did you train for sophie so it's a minimum of three-year apprenticeship before we can go. actually take our final exam. And obviously some people might not pass first time. Uh, they might need further training. You know, some people might not be ready in three years. So they could do five years apprenticeship training before they even take their exam. Um, it, it's very variable depending on, on the confidence of that person, how many horses. I was in a lucky position that I saw so many horses so regularly because I had a full, like, full-time position as an apprentice. So... You know, I was out six days a week doing so many horses. Someone else might not have the opportunity that might only have two days mentoring or a day a week. You know, they're going to have a lot more limited training. So they might take four years um, to get ready to take that exam. The pass rate of, again, I'm talking society master saddlers. There are other governing bodies. I, I'm just obviously with, with this one. Um you know, pass rate is low for a reason. At the end of the day, if we ill, you know, do an ill-fitting saddle, that is detrimental to the horse and could be to the rider. You know, we would never put an ill-fitting saddle on a horse because, worst case, imagine that rider got booked off and had a really bad fall. Um, you know, that could be a detrimental long-term effect mm. to the rider. That horse could go up over backwards. That could land on a saddle and have damage to that back and never come back again. You know, so this is why the pass rate is so low. This is why we quali you know, we're qualified and we do so many years of training. And again, always further our training and education. It doesn't just stop at the exam. It's, ev you know, every day is a learning day. So, yeah. Well, in all of those those years of, of training and, and everything and all those ha probably thousands of horses you've seen, <laughs> what, what would you, you know, give us a highlight? Give us some of the most exciting places you've been, horses you've treated, riders you've worked with. Um, Name drop. recently, <laughs> yeah, um, no, it, again, it's really difficult. I'm, obviously, I'm not one to, to okay. kind of brag. Well, wait on that one then. My highlight of your career <laughs> Is when we went to badminton All this year, and I go just trot up to see my best friend on the Albion stand, and they go, "Oh, I'm sorry, Sophie's not here. She's fitting William Fox Pitt's saddle." <laughs> ah! Slight, like, "Oh my God, she's so good." <laughs> so that's my personal highlight of your career. <laughs> so Thank proud you. of you. <laughs> Again, yeah, I've been given a. Uh, I am blessed. I've been given a really good opportunity. So um, I'm now name drop Albion's saddle fitter. So I get to work with one of my most most favourite brands. Um, you know, I've worked with them since I first started an apprenticeship. I know the saddles really, really well, and to be asked and given that opportunity was incredible. I get to see 
you know, five-star event riders. I get to see Grand Prix dressage riders um, regularly now. It, it is incredible. It gets my eye in. It's always furthering my learning, um, working with professional riders and professional horses. Um, but again, that, you know, I think my highlight, yes, it, that is incredible. But actually... It's the really geeky stuff, like actually behind the scenes designing saddles. Um, So I actually get to work from a fitting point of view. So obviously I ride myself, so I can come from a rider and a fitter point of view as I know communicating with these riders, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, how do they feel balanced, what what could they change if they could in their saddles. Um, Then from a fitting point of view, I know what I always have to correct as a regular thing or what would make the saddle fit even easier. So I think for me, it's the actual behind the scenes in the factory, working with people and actually looking at design. Um, That for me, like really is a highlight. You know, you could actually say I helped design that. So, um, yeah, mega. You're so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I designed that saddle. I know. It is just... Well, helped. (laughs) That's that's quite cool. So I suppose it is a little bit like old school saddles versus modern techniques and what What? works, what didn't work and what you can bring in to to help people progress. Yeah, obviously, like... Everything has come on, our understanding of saddle fit, our understanding of horse anatomy, how they move, that's all come on. Science has come on, you know, constantly there's new products coming out all the time in the equestrian industry. You know, bridles, who who knew about bridles even 10 years ago? We just plonked a bridle on, we had a couple of different types of nose bands, that, that was it. So Back if we plonked head collars on, off <laughs> <laughs> we went across the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and even like bitting you know there used to be the three categories snuffle pelham gag if they didn't work and you know, maybe put it in a double that was it um <laughs> yeah. now you know now there's you know we work on mouthpiece then then once you get the right mouthpiece we look at leverages we look at thicknesses yeah. there's there's just so much and then we've got different metals now how many types of metal there are to put in a horse's mouth um yeah <laughs> A lot. Um, and then it's also coming to, to saddle fit, you know, it's the classic, my horse is a 17 inch medium wide. We'll say, okay, and what tree shape is that on? And what panel is that on? And, you know, we go, and what type of saddle is that? Mm. What brand is that? You know, within brands, we all, we all have those, put it into clothing, for example. I know if I go into one shop, I'm going to come out crying because I had to go upsize. <laughs> and then when it's the shop, I might feel brilliant because I went down a size. Um, you know, I, w- I will go and get that cake. But <laughs> saddle, it, it's exactly the same. Um, you know, we, we put a brand on. Now, that brand's wide might fit on the snugger side of a wide spec it might fit on the wider side um and then then like i say panel comes into it so what gussets on the front of that you know has it even got a front gusset does it you know Mm. so i constantly will say well okay well what saddle is it then and i'll go to all this and they go oh well i just (laughs) thought it was 17 inch medium wide so you know that's that's like that's my knowledge of uh saddle Yeah. yeah so many things to learn I, when I go to a player, 
when I go to a client, I, I mean, you can tell I'm a bit of a talker, but I constantly talk through what I'm doing. The reason is you as a rider have to have an understanding of your saddle as well, because you're the person that needs to make that phone call if something isn't working or you've noticed a change. You know, we might have booked in for six months, you know, routine check, but in four months' time, something might have changed. The horse's condition might have changed. So it's by me explaining as I go along, you should be able to notice as the rider something it's not, you know, not necessarily identify it, but say to me, pick up the phone, I can't tell you why, but something's just not quite right with the saddle, Sophie. I know you mentioned such and such, well, this is happening, and then I can get out sooner. And then I can fix a problem before it started that, you know, we've we've caught it really quickly, no horse, no, you know, soreness, and we've still out competing, nothing's lost. Um, Whereas if we'd have waited that extra two months, I might come out and horrific. Don't know what that was. Oh, that was my phone. I've got. (laughs) There's always one. (laughs) At least we haven't lost you this time. (laughs) No. Oh, it's just I could sit and talk to her about this for I hours. Want, I want to, to know, is is there a quick argument for tree versus oh, yeah. treeless? In a state, I've said to these what? two, if you ever get a treeless saddle, I cannot coach you. No. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Obviously, I don't work with treeless personally. I'm not qualified treeless. Um, the there's only a, thing I will ever say... There's a new qualification for treeless. Hey, well, not really. I think there's like treeless fitters. Right. Okay. Um, I don't. Yeah. We, obviously, again, society mass saddlers. We work with treeless saddles, so I would always say, "Sorry, Jeez. I can't help you on this occasion." Um, the only thing I would ever say about treeless is they work for some people. You know, they absolutely do work. They have their place in the world. Um, I would always just explain to people. <laughs> Jenny's shaking her head. Sure, <laughs> but I always just say to people, make sure you have got adequate padding underneath them. So the only damage I've seen with the treeless is stirrup bars. The stirrup bars sit too close when, you know, most treeless saddles are sold with their specific padding. Um, they will pack down. They will bed in and they will become too thin. Then the stirrup bar will sit directly in contact with that horse's back. You can end up with white hairs, so scarring from them, pressure marks, lumps, all sorts. So as long as you are on top of your pads and you change them as recommended or you keep on top of them, you know, they have their place in the world. They they really do. Um, but I don't personally work with them. I don't think, you know, they're an issue when they work, but they also could be. If they're not fit correctly mm. and you don't look after them. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, I literally could just keep, you know what I'm like. I We have conversations for hours. I send Sophie photos and sort of things. Why doesn't this work? Jenny, I cannot look at a photo. <laughs> Tell you <laughs> Tell why. Like, why I'm not? not. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not, I'm not Mystic Mega over here. Come Pretty on. much nearly as good though, you are. <laughs> I'm so proud of everything that you've done it. in your life and how hard you have worked from that 12 year old that just used to sit on all those booky naughty horses and how determined you've been through your entire life and like I said to go to badminton and and see you fit in William Fox Pitt's horse or yeah it's amazing you yeah. like, everyone else can't see this but Jenny's face is literally like <laughs> like I do love going around yeah, yeah. Like the pride is like oozing out of her it's amazing yeah god oh, I've seen how hard she's worked and yeah. I've seen the tears and like I say, the cups of tea that you've had to have in your speedy drive past my house as, you, as you're on your yeah, way home. And, literally. Yeah. You stop, tea, you still got a bike. 
But it is everything we do as in all of our jobs require those qualifications, that hard work, the tears, the stress, the anxiety, the depression, the, we all need to have that support for one another and making sure that we're there for each other to yeah. make sure that yeah. we all have bad days. Just think, yeah, I think from, from the only thing we can always ask our clients is um, just be kind. Mm. You know, if you have, if you have an issue, we are more than willing to work with you, mm -hmm. but I always say to clients, if you don't tell me, I can't help because I don't know. So, you know, pick up the phone. I'm not scary. I try and be as approachable as possible. Um, you know, send a message if you're not happy to call. Um, take photos, take videos, you know. No question is a silly question if you don't know the answer. So oh, we're constantly just saying, you know, just be kind. Um, the, you know, pick up that phone because I know people in the industry that have quit because people have been not kind and ruined reputations all because of silly things. Oh, it's because so they just easy didn't to ruin someone's reputation, isn't it? By, by just Ma massively. Yeah, the smallest I thing think, can just know, destroy somebody. Yeah, and again, it's not to say that you don't always click with a professional. That doesn't mean they're a bad professional. Mm, um, I yeah. always say, again, about trainers, you'll find this, Jenny, um, especially, you know, my trainer might not be someone else's mm. suited trainer. That trainer has to get on with the horse and the rider. Their Absolutely. kind of technique of teaching and how they explain things, you've got to be able to understand it. Um, so I always say, you know, I have my team of professionals around me that I work very closely with, um, but it might not be someone else's best setup or team, yeah. but not to say that they are not good. Um, it just might not work for that particular horse or rider. So I think the, the only thing I would say after this whole thing that I really wanted to just pu push across was just be kind Definitely. and communicate. That. Be kind. Be kind, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We're... To yourself, to each other, to your horses. Yeah. And, yeah. I, mean, I, I say I'm very fortunate. I've had, you know, no real issues. I, you know, I, I can't say I have. I've been very fortunate. Um, and I do just always strive for perfection. And I just say, you know, pick up that bone. Just again, just being approachable and understandable, really. Yeah. You've Aww. said that now. I'm just going to bombard you with so many questions when Woody arrives. Don't worry, I'll filter them Because <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am heading into that, oh my God, I need a saddle. I need it to fit him. I need it to fit me. I feel like I've all of a sudden gone... I have got no idea. We what have I'm got doing. an Albion to try on. We do have an Albion to try. <laughs> an Albion yeah. K2 GP. Yeah. 17 and a half inch. Amazing. And Amazing. You'll be getting lots of photos going, oh my God, look at this. Does it fit? Does it not? <laughs> she will be turning up at your house and putting you in a boot and driving you up here. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sophie, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you thank so you much for joining us. Oh, just an yeah. insight into your world has been fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I literally. It's as I say, I absolutely love it. Um, no one day is the same. Um, and again, like just I think if any you know, any further questions you guys get, um, feel free to forward yeah. on to me. I'm more than Thank happy you. to ask, answer questions. Love that. Um, yes. you, wanna, you know, if you ever wanna again like just drop me a, a message, you know, I've got Facebook and Instagram, um just just ask away. You know, we I'm not scary and, and don't just feel so everybody like you knows can't what is your Facebook and Instagram. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Um, Spurling Saddles Limited. Spurling go, Saddles Limited. Give her a follow. Give her a follow. Mm. Give her a like. Yeah, have so, a look at all the amazing stuff she's ask, doing. And ask all the questions. Yeah. I don't. I genuinely she loves them. don't mind. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, thank you Wonderful. so much. Thank you so and much, it's so Sophie. It's nice to see how truthful you've been, no. open about everything, and we will definitely be in touch again. We absolutely will. Amazing. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Bye, Sophie. Bye.